0: How have the Pelicans fared without Zion Williamson? Can Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum get them into the playoffs? We'll talk to Jake Madison about all things New Orleans Pelicans. Welcome to the Lockdown NBA Playoff Preview. I'm Nick Engstead of Lockdown NBA, and I'm joined by Jake Madison of Lockdown Pelicans to give you everything you need to know about the New Orleans Pelicans going into the postseason. Jake, I know Zion's been on and off the court, so we'll kind of put him to the side for now. What's been the biggest on-court story for the Pelicans this season?
1: You know, I think it's partially the emergence of Brandon Ingram being a bona fide NBA level all-star guy, a guy that has led this team in the absence of Zion Williamson though B.I. has missed a lot of games himself. He's barely played more than half the season. You know, to close the year out, he went on a bit of a tear. He finally put up a couple of triple-doubles, which is something that he had never done before. And as they were running the offense through him, him scoring 30 points, dishing out 13 assists, whatever it might be, the offense really started to take off, which had been the problem all year for New Orleans. And they finished the season pretty strong. They won seven out of their final ten games, despite that disappointing loss to the Timberwolves right at the end. And this team's going to go as far as Brain Ingram and the rest of the offense can take them and if he's playing at that superstar level that we've seen him he can carry this team somewhat far <laughs>
0: uh we we've seen this this pelicans team they're the 18th offense they're the sixth best defense Is it the offense that really really drives them or is that defense that keeps them alive basically at this point
1: They're actually really tied together, I think, and they're this type of team that thrives off of forcing turnovers defensively, which means they need to be back, they need to be set to be able to kind of get their arms in the passing lanes, force those turnovers, generate those easy offense in transition in the fast break type of points. That doesn't work, though, if you're bricking shots, if you're not scoring at the other end. So this team really does struggle if their offense is missing shots, if it's kind of Brandon Ingram isolation after isolation, C.J. McCollum having an off shooting night or what have you. And when teams get those defensive rebounds and get out and run against New Orleans, that defense isn't set. They can't make those type of plays. They can't force those turnovers. So. You often hear about how good defense leads to easy offense. Bad offense can also lead to even worse or terrible defense, which is something that I've been saying repeatedly on Locked On Pelicans. That's going to be a real big problem. Their defense is going to only be okay if the offense is just good enough. There have been moments when the offense looks really good. And then there's moments when you're like, oh, yeah, this team lost 10 straight games for a reason. Look at that second half against the Minnesota Timberwolves in the final game of the regular season. And Brandon Ingram, who had 27 points in the first half, only had nine more shots the rest of the way. They shot one of 10 from three. If their shots aren't falling, that defense, doesn't matter how good it is in a vacuum, they're not even going to be back and set and playing.
0: What's the playoff rotation for the Pelicans right now? Is there anybody on the bubble, maybe besides Zion, now that we know he's probably not going to play, is there anybody on the bubble that you're curious if they're going to make it in the playoff rotation or not?
1: Yeah, you know, they ran a short rotation against the Timberwolves, eight guys. You saw their usual starters. Then you saw Josh Richardson, Larry Nance Jr., and and, um, Najee Marshall coming off the bench. I think you could see a guy like Dyson Daniels maybe crack that rotation, but he'd really be the only one. Maybe you give those minutes to the rookie instead of Josh Richardson, who's been kind of rough to end the season. But I really think it's going to be those eight guys. I don't really feel there's another guy that head coach Willie Green trusts out there. You know, you have somewhat interesting bigs in Jackson Hayes and maybe Billy Hernan Gomez on the bench, but really they like to close small with Larry Nance Jr. So you have enough minutes to go around between Jonas Valanciunas and him. I think it's going to be those real eight guys that you've seen kind of close the season for the Pelicans. Trey Murphy should get a steady dose of minutes. I don't think we're really going to be any see any big surprises because frankly, no, no one's good enough and no one's the answer to what the Pelicans really need right now.
0: What are the biggest strengths and weaknesses of this Pelicans team? Basically, how do they win games and how do they lose games? You kind of talked about that with the transition.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's really, they got to make their shots. They've got to find ways to manufacture easy offense for not just Brandon Ingram, but CJ McCollum, who's had an up and down year for New Orleans. He's kind of been the stalwart in the lineup, really holding it down despite Brandon Ingram missing almost half the year Zion missing more than half the year. And he's forced into a role that he's just not really suited for. They brought him in to be the third option behind Ingram and Zion. And now he's kind of the second option. And at times kind of one B and it just doesn't quite work for him. So, finding ways to get him working off ball and getting him easy shots kind of in rhythm is going to be big a guy like Trey Murphy manufacturing shots from him he's got a 40 point game this season to close the year he's hit a couple of big threes you've seen him make 10 threes in a game a couple of 30 point games as well from him they need to find ways to get those guys shots Trey Murphy in their disastrous of a loss I'm going to keep harping on this one (laughs) against the Timberwolves took four threes they need to find ways to get him more looks. If they do that, the defense is going to wreak havoc on these teams in the play in tournament, which is just going to feed the offense back with transition opportunities. It's all about the offense for the Pelicans. If they're good enough, that defense can do some elite things. If it's bad, these are going to be blowouts going the wrong way.
0: Trey Murphy really feels like a rising star or at least has been the, the, the player. That's got a lot of talk recent recently. Where did he start this season? Where is he now? Where, what's the difference between that for him?
1: Yeah, you, you've seen a lot of growth from him. This is a guy that won't win most improved player, but he might get some token votes here and there. And I think he's really deserving of that. This is someone who, you know, came into the season as just really a three point shooter, a guy that can on some good volume make you a couple of threes. But he's really started to expand his game beyond that. You saw him in the slam dunk contest finishing second, arguably could have won. But you've seen him now realize there's more to his game. And when teams attack him on closeouts, he's not scared to put the ball on the court and drive to the hoop and score. And recently in the past five games or so, you've seen a more in-between game from him so that when teams do close out on him and then they rotate it over to take away the rim, he's got a mid-range jumper that he's been falling over the final 19 games this season. He's averaging over 20 points per game. And he's doing that on 13 shot attempts. He's shooting 45% from three on almost nine attempts per game, Making four of them. This is a guy that's really looking like in the future, he could be a second or third option on a pretty good team. And with good size, he's 6'10". He grew this offseason. You know, he has the tools to be a good defender. He has the tools to be a good rebounder. If he puts that all together, I think this is a guy that could be a pretty special player.
0: Inversely, it feels like Herb Jones was getting a ton of love in the offseason. And then now it seems like his star, quote unquote, has has tailed off a little bit. Is that just Lack of national attention, or has he taken kind of a step backwards this season?
1: He's had an interesting arc to this season came in with a lot of love defensively you know arguably could have been on one of the all defensive teams last season and he was known as a lockdown guy the nickname for him is not on Herb you're not going to score on him but he's definitely had some struggles this year on the defensive side with the way that refs have officiated him now that the books kind of out on him you see refs are paying more attention to him and they're just not letting him be nearly as physical as he was in the past he's adjusted and you've seen him really shut down guys like Kawhi Leonard shot one of eight against him in a real big and important New Orleans Pelicans win the offense is where it gets interesting with him for the most part, for the majority of the season, he just couldn't shoot. And the Pelicans were essentially playing four on five offensively. And that was a big problem. As we've said, the offense is the way to go for New Orleans, but over the past couple of games, he's really started to turn the corner with that. From about the middle of February on, he's shooting above 45% from three. The past 15 games, he's shooting above 50% from three, and I think those are numbers that if you can make him enough of an offensive threat or at least keep teams a little bit honest and not just completely leaving him, that becomes a real big deal, and it opens that Pelicans offense up a little bit more. You'll see they use him as a primary ball handler at times just trying to put the ball in his hands and make defenses at least focus on him that way you're seeing him used in screening actions and different things and even the other day he had a 36 uh, 35 point game which he said was probably the first time ever in his entire life that he scored (laughs) over 30 points he never did it in college he didn't think he did it in high school they're finding ways to use him creatively the problem is the Pelicans kind of revert away from that and go back to their offense that lost them 10 straight games. If they keep that creativity and that off-ball movement going, I think they'll be okay. Herb Jones is a big part of that.
0: The FanDuel line for the, uh, the Pelicans game against the Thunder is right now uh, Pelicans minus five. because that's the spread with, with the Thunder. What do the Pelicans have to do to win that game?
1: Shut down Shea Gilders alexander It's really as simple as that. They they won the series 3-1, but I think in two or three of those, Shea didn't play. And in the final game that these two teams played against each other, he torched them and the Pelicans lost by double digits. This is not an easy play-in-tournament game for New Orleans whatsoever. When you have a guy that's going to be first or second team all-NBA, finish first, second, and most improved player, and that can score like Shea does, that terrifies me, to be perfectly honest. And you're going to need to shut him down, because if you don't, this becomes a shootout, and I don't know if I believe in the Pelicans' offense enough to try and win that game. They have advantages elsewhere. There's no real true center there for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So a guy like Jonas Valanciunas should be able to feast, but we've seen him not be the most in favor with head coach Willie Group. So it comes down to limiting Shea Gilgis-Alexander as much as possible. If they can do that, the Pelicans don't need to be perfect offensively. They'll be able to win this game.
0: Last one here quickly. What are the expectations for this team, both from fans, I guess from the team itself, and then from you?
1: You know, I think getting into the postseason, into the play-in tournament is good, given that you had Zion miss more than half the year. Brandon Ingram missed a little bit less than half the season. And all things considered, while our expectations were probably like fourth seed for them at one point, I think those needed to be adjusted given the injuries. They still need to try and get in and going home early from the play-in tournament, having won it last year and gotten in that way, I think would be a disappointment. So it's just trying to salvage the most of what you can this year. A year where they were first in the West, they were third in the West for a long time. Even without Zion Williamson, and just having some fun and making a run in the postseason would be good. Anything less than that, I think, is going to be a disappointment.
0: Go listen to Locked On Pelicans if you want to hear more about this team five days a week with uh, Jake Madison all throughout the postseason and then the off season as well. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on the Locked On NBA Playoff Preview.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music.